fulfilled life project. I'm Chrysanthi Finn, a wife and mama of three littles who is massively passionate about finding fulfillment in the ordinary and helping you do the same. The intention with this podcast is to have you leaving every episode feeling fired up for life, ready to find joy in the ordinary and ready to ditch that same stuff, different day mindset. Let's get fulfilled. Hey friend. Okay. So a couple of episodes ago, I started to talk about the idea of being qualified, being called versus qualified, being called versus qualified. And I said that I would come back to it and it has been on my heart so much. And the Lord has placed it on my heart and in my life. And it is a recurring theme. And when that happens, I know that he is calling me to share it because I'm not the only one who needs to hear this message. So This morning I'm sitting down and it comes to me again because I'll give a little bit of background. I am the type of person who I think all my life I have looked for approval. I have looked for um, someone to kind of anoint me and tell me like, yes, you're good at that. Yes, that's what you're meant to do. And it wasn't until recently that I started to realize the only person who can qualify me for something that I'm to do is God. There's no certification. There's no pat on the back. There's no um, human that is going to tell me, yes, Chrysanthi, you are qualified to do this. And I think that's where we go wrong. I've been doing a lot of thinking about what the word says versus what the world says. I've mentioned that in a few episodes, and I just want to challenge everyone to think in this way. What does the word say? What does the word of God say? What does the Bible say about the things that we are going through, the things that we are contemplating, the things that we are doing in this life, what does the Bible say? And I don't know about you, but for me, that was never my go-to. It was never my first response to think, what does God say about this? It was always my first response to think, what does the world say about this? What does social media say about this? What does, um, you know, I have to go to college. I have to be approved. I have to get a grade in something. I have to be rated in something. I have to make the team. And we go through all of this questioning ourselves. And I have had so many things lately that the Lord is telling me to go and do and ways that I can serve him, serve this community, give the glory to him, show people how to live a fulfilled life. And I keep on stopping because I'm like, but I'm not qualified to do that. But I don't have a certification. But I don't have a certificate that says that you are a this, you are a that. I don't have the title. And it holds me back. And I know I'm not the only one, but the problem is we're held back from what God is calling us to because the world is telling us that we need to check the boxes first. I was thinking as I sat down for this episode and I thought, you know, what, what certification process is there that, that God gives? Like what, what can we do to get certified by God? And I think the only thing is to be baptized or to choose to follow him or to choose to believe that he is our Lord and Savior, right? To choose to believe that God sent Jesus to appear as his son to sacrifice for us so that we could live out our full purpose, so that we could live out the lives that he created us to live, right? So all of that being said, my message to you today is that you do not have to be qualified by anyone but God. You don't have to be called to anything 
by anyone but God. So if you have a stirring in your heart, go and do it. Don't wait to check the boxes. I'm going to go through a few examples in the Bible. So the probably the most famous for this, famous, um, but the most well-known in the Bible is in Exodus 4, where um, God is calling Moses, right? And he's calling him to do something. And um, Moses is like, but God, how many times do you think like, but God, but, 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 right? I know I do. And he's like, I'm not eloquent enough. What if they don't listen to me, right? What if, what if I'm not accepted? And the Lord just keeps prompting him and telling him, I am choosing you. So I will equip you. You are called by me. You don't have to be qualified. You don't have to have it all right. You don't have to know all the next steps. You just have to go and do as I'm saying. And Moses pleads with him and says, please just choose someone else. Like I'm not the guy. You got the wrong guy. I'm not the guy for the job. And the Lord does not give up. He continues to call Moses to do this, right? And you can read more about it. I'm obviously not the most eloquent when it comes to quoting the Bible, but um, that's the takeaway from this is that we all get to that point where we question our calling. We all get to the point where we're like, no, 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 God, not me. Nope. mm -mm, Not now, not this. And maybe you're not in your journey in your faith walk where this has happened to you. Or maybe you're just not attuned to it. But what stirring have you had that makes you think, like, this is what I should be doing? What stirring, what prompting do you have? Like, I know that I'm called to share my life in a way that inspires other people to go out and do positive things, to go out and live a fulfilled life. You know, it started out through sharing my health and fitness, and it started out by making myself a priority and putting myself first, even though I'm a mom. And I got to show other women how to do that. And then along the way, God just kept unprompting me and growing me and stretching me. And I'm like, I am, I was coined the term for myself, Christian for dummies. Like, who am I to share the Bible? I don't even know these things. Like I stumble over my words. I don't know all the things. I can't recite verses. And God's like, that's the point. People need to hear from someone who doesn't know it all and doesn't have to have it perfect and doesn't have like the title of being whatever it is that the world tells us we need to have as a title. So you don't need to be qualified for something, but if you feel called to do something, go and do it. Take action. Another verse that I love for this is Psalm 139, 16. And it says, um, it's all about, you know, God created us. And so I'll back up a little bit to Psalm 139, 13. And it says, um, For it was you who created my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I will praise you because I have been remarkably and wondrously made. Your works are wondrous, and I know this very well. My bones were not hidden from you when I was made in secret, when I was formed in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw me when I was formless. All my days were written in your book and planned before a single one of them began. God has plans for us. And the world wants us to hold back. The enemy wants us to doubt ourselves. The enemy wants us to go against what God is calling us to do. And how many times are you not living up to your full potential because you're being distracted? There's a shiny object or there's there's something that's pulling you away. And you can interpret that however you want. And I'm sure you can think of something in your life where you're like, oh, oh yeah, okay. But basically whatever God has for you, 
is what will be. And so you just need to lean into that and you don't need to think like, but I'm not qualified. So whatever dream it is you have on your heart, maybe they're not the same as mine. Maybe mine sound crazy to you. Maybe you're like, Chrysanthi, I don't want to have a podcast. Chrysanthi, I don't want to publish a journal for people to purchase. Chrysanthi, I don't want to run a course and coach women. I don't want to share my life on social media. I don't want to shake my butt every morning drinking my pre-workout. And that's fine because you may not have been called to do that, but I was. And by me sharing what I was called to do, it's going to help you to step into what you were called to do. Does that make sense? We were given gifts. God gave us gifts, things that make each and every one of us unique. And it's really cool to think that we get to kind of stumble through. It's almost like when you are a parent, right? And you have a child and you, you give them the tools and you show them the way, but eventually you need to let them kind of fumble. You need to let them kind of fail and fall into what they're meant to do. And they're going to make mistakes and they're going to learn from them. It's the same thing. God is our father and he is doing the same thing. He is setting us up and telling us like, go, go do this thing. Do it scared. Do it messy. Take messy action because you're, it's all like he knows He knows more than we know about ourselves. He knows more than we know about where he's leading us and the role that we're playing. I think it's really cool to think about the body of Christ and the body of the church and the body, right, of our faith. And it's, I like to picture this body, if you can visualize, I'm very visual. And it's like, we all make up the body. Like I might be the pinky and you might be the, you know, bicep and you might be the brain and she might be the whatever, but we all play our parts. We all have to show up and play our parts so that we can all work together to get the job done. Does that make sense? I'm just looking and this is jumping out at me. Um, one Psalm 140, sorry. Psalm 140. I'm going to just read some quick things that are jumping out at me. Psalm 140 verse one says, rescue me Lord from evil men. Keep me safe from violent men who plan evil in their hearts. They stir up wars all day long. They make their tongues as sharp as a snake's bite. Protect me Lord from the power of the wicked. Keep me safe from violent men who plan to make me stumble. When you're reading that at first, you might be like, oof. First of all, that sounds dark. Second, like there's no one coming at me with a sword and there's no one coming at me like a snake bite, right? But no, there is evil and it may just be that people are tearing you down. It may just be that, it might even be yourself. It might even be the things that you're saying to yourself that are holding you back. It's like we are looking for an excuse. We're looking for a way out of that thing that feels really hard. And the world is right there to provide us distractions. The world is right there to be like, hey, go do this instead hey, this is easier. Do this. What is God calling you to do? And it might be hard. It might feel hard. That's the whole point because along the way, you're going to get stronger. Psalm 140 verse uh, seven says, Lord, my Lord, my strong savior, you shield my head on the day of battle. Lord, do not grant the desires of the wicked. Do not let them achieve their goals. Otherwise they will become proud. Verse 12, I know that the Lord upholds the the just cause of the poor, justice for the needy. Surely the righteous will praise your name. The upright will live in your presence. I want you to picture yourself. I want you to picture yourself being spoken to when you're reading these words. And I talk a lot about my journey in reading the Bible, and I'm nowhere near an expert. And it was really uncomfortable for me to do. Um, It was really uncomfortable. I've shared that. I've shared my testimony of 
you know, my recent faith journey and over the last just six years or so where I've been in church and I'm like, how do I escape? How do I get out of here without anyone seeing? How do I get out of here? Where should I go? How should I snatch up my kids so we can get in the car and get out of here? I don't belong. This doesn't make sense. This is hard. I don't speak like this. I'm not, I'm not Christian enough. I'm not faithful enough. I don't know enough. That's like the ultimate feeling for me of like, that's an attack. That's, that is the enemy trying to tell me like, nope, mm -mm, God's not for you, but he is. And I know that. And I know that in my heart of hearts. And the more I dive into my faith, the more I know that. And it spills over into all areas. We want to, we want to keep our faith in a box, right? We, I don't know about you, but I grew up going to church on Sundays. And I can remember, I loved to sing the songs at church. And I can remember being in the car singing the songs where I like, I wanted to go home and eat like we our our communion at church was this like amazingly delicious bread. I grew up Methodist. We didn't have like the wafer or whatever. We had bread and it was like the very best bread you will ever have in your life. I don't know where it came from. I don't know. I don't know if it was like that the minister blessed it and that's what made it so, like so good. But I just wanted to go home and eat bread and drink grape juice because that's what we did at communion. And my mom would be like, no, 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 that's what we do at church. Or that's the song we sing at church. And I never like spilled it over into the rest of my day. It was like, I went to church. I sat in the church for an hour. I did my Sunday school thing or whatever it was. And then I went home and I did life. And as I grow older and I feel this urging from God, I realize that was wrong. It has to be like God first. Like imagine God, right? You're like, 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 like pour paint at the top of um, a wall and then like watch it drip down. Right. So like God and your faith are like the paint at the top of the wall and it drips down into all the other areas. Almost like, oh my gosh, I'm all about the visualizations. You probably think I'm crazy right now, but I'm so hyped up for this because I want you to get it. I want you to get it. Like, you know, when you make one of those cakes, have you ever seen someone make a cake? Like they bake a cake, it's in a Pyrex. They poke all the holes in it with like a straw or something. And then they pour like I don't know if it's pudding or icing or whatever it is. And it seeps in like, that's what I imagine this being like your faith journey is like that thing that you're pouring into all the other areas of your life. It's not this thing you keep in a separate box over here on Sundays when you go to church. Like if you walk in my house now, you'll find nine times out of 10 praise and worship music playing because what's really cool about that. And I've shared this before is that then I find my kids when they're singing words to a song, they're singing those words. They're singing about God. They're singing about our design. They're singing about the hope for their future. And that is so freaking cool to me. That's what I want. That's what I want for everyone. Like if I can show my kids that God is in every part of your life, whether it's showing up with you to do well on your swim race or the test you're taking in school or the friends that you're making or how you're welcoming the new kid in school, right? Like, and I think a lot of times as adults, we're like, oh, we can learn from kids because they're learning and they're, they're open to it. They're not looking through the lens that we've now developed over all of our life with all the things that have happened. They see it through innocence. And that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to see that we are called by him. We don't need to be qualified. We don't need a certificate. We don't need a diploma. How many people do you know that hold themselves back because maybe they didn't go to college? Or they didn't go and get their master's degree. I know for me, when I started teaching, I had a great degree. I went to 
a great college. I graduated at the top of my class. I was in the honor society. I was all the things. And I started teaching and I was like, oh gosh, I don't know enough. Oh man, I need to go back. I need to go back to school and I need to get a certificate that says that I'm a reading specialist. If I'm going to teach these kids how to read, I need to be a reading specialist. Like it wasn't good enough for me to say, I can sit down and I can teach myself this stuff and I can learn and I can pull the resources and I can pour my heart and soul in this so that I do the work. And that's what qualifies me. No, no, no. I needed to go and pay the money to an institution that was going to give me a piece of paper that by the way, I never went and even picked up so that I could say I'm qualified. It wasn't enough for me that God was qualifying me by putting me in a room with 18 first graders and saying, show them the way. That's where the world confuses us. So what is it that's on your heart? Maybe it's not the title that you hold at your job or the thing that you're being paid to do. Maybe it's not that you're an expert in fitness, but you're showing other people what's possible. Maybe it's not that you are the most eloquent speaker, but you're showing up and sharing your story. Maybe it's not that you're, you know how to publish a book, but you're going to sit down and you're going to get your thoughts on paper and you're going to figure it out because people need to read those words. You were created on purpose for a purpose. And that is the only qualification that you need. That is it. Well, this is a way to start your day. Um, I am fired up. I'm so fired up. And I hope that you, I just pray. I pray that as you're listening to this, you hear my heart and you know that it is fueled by God. And I used to be so afraid to say that because the world wants us to think that's weird. But I'm telling you right now, I preach fulfillment, right? I talk about living a fulfilled life. And I used to always say, oh, I live a fulfilled life because I work out. I live a fulfilled life because I eat well. I live a fulfilled life because I do personal development. And those were all true things. But I think I was also looking for fulfillment in the transformation, the physical transformation or the success or the money or the accolade. And what I'm realizing is that the fulfillment is like that cake I was talking about. That fulfillment is that pouring of the icing on top and it's seeping in and being absorbed by the cake. The fulfillment, the source of the fulfillment is my faith. It's my faith in all of those areas. It's spilling my faith over into every area of my life so that I can show up and be the light in a very dark world. Like you want to solve world problems, you want to create world peace, show up and be the light. Have a hunger for what we were created for. It's not a myth. Like it's not this, it's not a fad. It's not a, you know, uh, born again or Bible thumper or whatever those negative connotations that the world wants us to think it's like weird to be this person. If it's weird, then sign me up and put a label on me that says freaking weird because I am here for it. All right. I'm clearly so fired up. Oh my goodness. Um, But I want you to remember that. I want you to sit down and write out, pull out a piece of paper if you're not already. I, I know that if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you're on a walk or you're in your car or you're walking around your house with earbuds in, folding laundry and vacuuming. And I'm, I love that because that's, that's so me. But I challenge you to sit down with a journal and write this out. At the top of the paper, 
write down called versus qualified and just put some worship music on and let your thoughts flow. Let them flow. Get it out. Breathe it out. Birth those thoughts onto that paper. Don't let anything hold you back from whatever it is. Get it out on paper and pray on it. Because you were called to do big things in this world. And no one is going to qualify you except for the one who created you. I am in the trenches of creating this six-week Fulfilled Life Project course. And I'm shaking with excitement over it because it is absolutely something that I have to wrestle with this like called versus qualified, who qualified me to run a course and to get people to come in and pay for my services to be their, I don't know, fulfillment coach, right? But I'm called. I'm called and so I'm showing up and I'm taking messy action. And I'm creating a six-week course that is going to walk you through how to live a fulfilled life with faith at the core of fitness and food and friendship and family. You know, I love alliteration. So I'm creating that course. It's going to be a six-week course where I walk you through that. I'm going to be providing you with a journal that I am in the process of publishing so that you can um, go through this. And if you're listening in real time and you're going to jump in on that opportunity, you're going to be my first group. You're going to be my guinea pigs. You're going to um, just come in and trust that I have been called to share this. And if it's on your heart and you're like, "Mm, I think I need that, pray on it. I encourage you to pray on it. Reach out to me, get on the list so that as I give more details and get ready for this launch, you are on the list of people that are going to be part of my group. Um, so I'm super excited about it. I'm super nervous about it. I'm giving it all to God and trusting that it is his plan and his project. And I am just the messenger. So, uh, stay tuned for those details of the fulfilled life project. If you're listening to this episode and you're like, Oh my goodness, I love this. Someone needs to hear it. Please share it on social media. Like there is no better gift than you taking a screenshot of you you listening to this or taking a selfie or screenshotting the cover photo of this and sharing the link or whatever it is. Spread the word. Spread the word because I'm just little old me in New Jersey, mom of three, sitting behind my computer, waiting for a kid to bust through the doors while I record this episode. But um, I know that I have words that need to be heard. And so if you could share it, that would mean the world to me. Um, also the internet and the powers that be behind the algorithms of podcasting and social media. Love it when there is a review. So if you are feeling called, leave a rating on this episode, leave a comment. Um, Just help me to spread this word. Help me to spread the word of fulfillment. Help me to remind people that they are called and they are created for, for amazing works. And the only one need that, that that's, that's all they have to do. They're already called. They're already qualified. They just need to show up. So thank you for listening. And friend, as always, let's get fulfilled. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I pray that you are leaving here feeling more fulfilled than ever, that you are ready to go out and live your best life. If you love this episode, it would mean so much to me if you go ahead and share it with your best girlfriend. Put it on your social media and tag me so that I can thank you for helping to spread the word about the Fulfilled Life Project. Until next time, girl, see you later.